Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Saturday, everybody. It's another edition of Saturday Situations. I've been gone for a while. I'm back with the real and the smile. It's your boy, OG. And if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. So it's back to the booth, back to the truth. I got what you need, and it's all 100 proof. Let's start with it, Saturday Slugs. Let's dive right in. Like I said, until my girl gets free, we're going to start every uh, show off with the Brittany Griner saga. Uh, State Department, uh, she's still doing well, but being detained in a foreign country is not doing well in my book. I digress. The embassy, the State Department, all the other agencies involved, get our girl home. The WNBA, some of the players are finally speaking out. Yeah, it's a little too, too little too late. I don't want to hear it now. You should have been banging when I started banging or even before that. All I'm saying is, Brittany, when you get home, you might need to do some friend evaluation. Look around, look around. More Saturday slugs. Tyson Fury defended his title against Dylan White last week. Uh, some controversy in the fight uh, with a legal push, but if you watch the fight, it was it was pretty much over before he even caught him with that with that right. And after the fight, uh, Tyson Fury pretty much announced his retirement. Double-edged sword. Will the Bronx Bomber come back? That's the that's the question. Fury is uh, saying he needs. The Bronx Bomber needs to come back to save the sport, whatever the case may be. Even though, you know, Wilder can't stand Fury. Fury gives him all the props in the world. But we'll see in in, in the future. But Tyson Fury, like I said, I, I thought he was a joke at first. But the man can box. The man can box. And he's calling for uh, Dante Wilder. Deontay Wilder to cut him out of retirement. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Trevor Bauer from the Dodgers finally gets suspended over this domestic uh, violence case that's been going on for almost a year and a half. Uh, MLB suspended him two full seasons. He's going to fight it in court, but uh, it's a domestic violence case. We're going to see how that goes. Okay, the draft, uh, draft which we're going to cover in a little bit. All the top, None of the top quarterbacks went in the first round except one. Mr. Pickett went 20 to Pittsburgh. The other uh, quarterbacks uh, falling down in the draft. What has happened to the quarterback position? Uh, like I said, Pittsburgh was the only one. They took uh, Mr. Pickett at number 20. Basically, hey, Mitch Trubisky, you're on the clock again. Wow. And finally, we had Mr. Tyler McGill and four relievers give the Mets the first no-hitter of the baseball season with the Mets. So that's all we have for Saturday Slugs. Now, I know what everybody wants to talk about, these NBA Finals and the debacle in, in New Jersey that is the Nets. So let's talk about it. I told you all in the beginning of the season, Casey's biggest obstacle was not Kyrie, not them trading away the bench, or even the Harden experiment. It was going to be overcoming Steve Nash's shortcomings as a coach. To put it quite simple, he is horrible. I mean, Kyrie disappeared after game one, and KD probably had the three worst game stretch of his uh, playoff career. The Celtics are a team. It's as simple as that. Tatum, Brown, Smart, they accepted the challenge, and this time, the superstars didn't win. But to say KD and Kyrie are finished, 
see me same time next year. We'll talk about it. And that's all I have for that series. The 76ers versus Toronto. Now, I thought the Raptors would get them a six. With Embiid getting hurt, Harden playing average, I thought it was a wash. But Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year, shout out to Scotty Barnes, got hurt. Van Fleet seemed to be out of sorts in the second game after getting in foul trouble. They could not get it together. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. just disappeared. I mean, the leadership that I've been knocking on and beat about finally showed up. He became the big problem. Maxie's playing out of his mind. And Harden, Harden is just pretty much playing average. I just think he's doing that so he won't get blamed when they get beat. But now with MB with the, with the orbital bone fracture, he gets to turn back into old James Harden. So let's see if he can be old James Harden because now it's squarely on his shoulders. I'm sure they're not looking for Maxi to take the reins and be the de facto leader of the team. So we're going to see how that goes. Is Harden going to still play possum or will MB get back in time to save them? We will see. Then we had the Heat versus the Hawks. Well, it's quite simple. Ice Trey got melted. The Hawks had no answer for the Heat smothering defense. And even with Kyle Lowry out a few games and Jimmy also missed a couple, the Hawks battled injuries all year but put together a run at the end to get into the play-in. But the Heat, too big, too fast, too strong. And there was a Victor Oladipo sighting. So, if Jimmy can't carry the load, you got a former number one from another team that can help, along with Kyle Lowry, not to mention Bam, and then you got Tyler Hero coming off the bench. He's going to be tough to beat. Then we had the Bucks versus the Bulls. The, the Bulls look great on paper, but could not beat any top-tier teams. Matter of fact, beating the Bucks is one time in the series was only the second time they'd be the top-four team in either conference for the year. I mean, but like I said, although the Bulls have been walking wounded pretty much since the All-Star All break, no Lonzo didn't help. And my man, Levine, inconsistency in and out of lineup, along with uh, Caruso getting hurt, and Vukovic was a no-show. Even with Middleton going down, it was not enough for the Bulls to even have a chance. The Bucks are deep, deep. Grayson Allen, Bobby Portis stepping in and filling it up allows, you know, allows Giannis to be Giannis. To me, KD's still the best player on the planet, but this guy will make you think twice. Then we're going to move over to the Western Conference, the Mavs versus the Jazz. I thought all year the Jazz were just playing, laying in the cut, waiting to strike, battle-tested with Spider Mitchell ready to make a legit run. No Luke in the first game or Tim Hardaway Jr., no problem for the Mavs. As Jalen Brunson increased his free agent stock, took over, and the Jazz could not get it together. Mike Conley, who cracked under the pressure. And the Mavs took the Jazz out. It was an assassination up close. One thing clear, you have to beat the Mavs because Jason Kidd said so. Then we had Phoenix versus the Pelicans. All I'm going to say is Zion played in this series. It would be a different story. Phoenix goes home. I mean, the emergence of Brandon Ingram, the veteran leadership of C.J. McCollum, 
when Devin Booker went down with the hamstring, all you wondered was how Phoenix would respond. Their team rose to find, ball shared, defense played. Let's be clear, Devin Booker makes this thing work, even if CP3 is the trigger man. No Devin Booker, no wins. And like I said, if Zion had made an appearance in this series, Phoenix would be going home right now. That's just the facts. Anyway, moving on to Golden State. The last series, Golden State versus Denver. I mean, the Warriors are deep, but have seemed to have, you know, solved the chemistry and rotation issues. Even with Steph's coming off the bench, they are a handful. Denver, for all the jokers, stat-stuffing abilities, he couldn't put the nuggets on his back. Injuries have slowed them in the last few years. Murray and uh, my man uh, Porter Jr. still out. I think the window is closed. I think they need to blow this thing up. Uh, like I said, two years ago, they had it all. Now they like they're not even on the cusp. And Murray's been out. I don't know what's wrong with his knee. He's been out two years. So the microfactor surgery is probably the worst surgery you can have on your knee. He's got something worse than that. He's been out two years. So I think it's over for Denver, but Golden State advances. And then finally, the best series thus far has been Minnesota versus Memphis. I said this was going to be the, the most entertaining series, and it did not disappoint. Minnesota is home right now kicking themselves because they should have won this thing four games to one. Three fourth quarter comebacks by the Grizzlies. Now, if they want to try that trick against the Golden State Warriors, coming out slow, being down by 20, they'll get swept. Plain and simple. But Memphis has no quit in them. They just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. They're big, they're long, they're rangy. They're deep. They got athletes. Uh, this is going to be another one, like I said. But they're going to have to come out ready to play. You can't come out like a Dezical against the Golden State Warriors with Steph, Clay, now Poole, with Draymond running trigger man. Yeah. But, like I said, Memphis has the secret juice. They have Ja Moran. So it's going to be Ja against Steph. They're going to make it about Ja against Steph, whether we want to want to have it or not. I think it's going to be a good series. May the best team win. Okay, now we're going to move over to this NFL draft. The longest four days in sports. Maybe your team picked up the right person. Maybe they didn't. I'm not going to go through the whole draft. I'm, just, I'm going to give you the top 20 guys because they deserve to have their name called anyway. You know, number one was Trevon uh, Walker. He went to the Jags. Uh, Aiden uh, Hutchinson, a D-tackle. Uh, he went to Detroit. That's where players go to die. Derek Stingley Jr. went third to the Texans. They needed some life breathing to that defense. Maybe these guys in the front office in Texas are actually doing some real work. Uh, number four, you had a Mark Gardner. Gardner went to the Jets. They're building that cornerback. They're building that defense. Uh, Keyon Thibodeau went to the Giants at number five. Defensive end. Giants are stacking up. Number six, offensive tackle. Akim Ikuanu went to the Panthers. They need some help because Sam Donald's been running for his life. Uh, number seven, Evan Neal went to the Giants. Offensive tackle. 
number eight wide receiver Drake London went to Atlanta. I guess he's there to place uh, replace Calvin Ridley for this year. I don't know what they're gonna do with Ridley. Whether they're gonna just outright release him, cut his contract. Number nine was uh, offensive tackle Charles Cross from Mississippi State. Uh, number ten wide receiver Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Number 11, Chris Olave went from Ohio State. Number 12, Jamison Williamson, wide receiver from Alabama. Number 13, Jordan Davis, D-tackle from Georgia. Number uh, 14, Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame safety. I don't I wouldn't even want to play the Ravens this year with, with what they're compiling over there. Number 15 was offensive guard Kenyon Green. He went to AM. 16 was Johan Dotson. Penn State wide receiver went to the Commanders. Now, as a Cowboy fan, I did not like this pick. Because you know who Jahan Dotson is? He's C.D. Lamb, more athletic and faster. He's like Reggie Bush as a wide receiver. He can play outside. He can play the slot. It's going to be a problem. Number 17 was offensive guard Zion Johnson, Boston College Prodigy. Number 18, wide receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Man, this, this guy, he's going to be a monster. Uh, number 19, we had Trevor Penning, uh, offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. And then at number 20, you had Kenny Pickett going to Pittsburgh, played at Pittsburgh. Wow. The home, this is the guy that broke all the Dan Marino's records at Pittsburgh. So, if you don't think Mitch Trubisky is somewhere sweating, but Mitch showed out great uh, the season this year, like I said, backing up uh, Josh Allen. And if you watched him in preseason, he was killing people. That, that's what got him the Pittsburgh look. So, hey, it should be interesting, but I think Pittsburgh just drafted their quarterback of the future, or they want to be. Nothing like the hometown boy. And then let's talk about these quarterbacks. Wow. None of the quarter, like I said, only Kenny Pickett went at number 20. But let's run them down. Uh, Desmond Riddler went to Atlanta, where he's going to peak with uh, Marcus Mariota. So he might get to play this year. I'm not saying Mariota's washed up, but it's been a while. And he doesn't throw the ball as get, as well as, uh, as Ritter does. Then you have Malik Willis going to the Titans. Yeah, uh... My man, uh, for the Titans, you're on the clock. You're on the clock. Because this kid, yeah, he's underrated. He, I wouldn't even call him a project, but uh, I could see him playing sooner than later. And then you have uh, Matt Corral went to the Panthers. It's the whole deal about Baker Mayfield was supposed to end up there. Corrales is a good kid. I mean, he has all the pro uh, intangibles, but... Uh, we're going to see how that works out. For some reason, I still think Baker Mayfield is going to end up in, in Carolina. Uh, Bailey, Zappi, I don't even know who that is. Uh, he, another Charlie check down. The Patriots drafted him. And then finally, the Commanders drafted Sam Howell from North Carolina. And this guy, when I say they needed a trigger man, they've got one now. I don't know who's going to start it. I don't know if, if Carson Wentz is going to get it together or or not, or they're going to go with somebody else. But Sam Howell in the wings, he's a gamer. 
He's uh he's like a Baker Mayfield with a better uh with a better deep ball. So it's gonna be uh like I said, training camp should be interesting. Training camp should be very interesting. Now we're gonna talk a little bit of baseball. Uh like I said, I'm just gonna go with uh the division leaders right now before I before the season gets in the full swing where I can start breaking down stats. Uh, right now, in the MLB in the East, you still got the Yankees leading the division by two games. In the Central, you got the Twins, who would have ever thought. They're up by three games in the top spot. And then in the West, you have the Angels uh, up by two and a half games. Also a surprise. Then in the National League, you have the East, you have the Mets leading. And the Central, you have the Brewers. And then in the West, you have the Dodgers and the Padres on top. Like I said, that's all I have for baseball because, uh, like I said, until we get a little deeper in the season where I can break it down, stats, players, uh, we'll just go with division leaders for right now. Now let's jump into boxing. Well, tonight we got Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Velez. And uh, in the words of Earl Spence, it's strap season. Uh you know, Stevenson starts his rise to being the face of boxing. Velez aims to derail that. Steve, Stevenson says it's his destiny. We gonna see. Because uh, Shakur is the WBO. Velez is the WBC. The more recognized belt. So, both good fighters. I think Shakur in the talent department. Shakur is more talented. But Velez, don't sleep on him. This kid can fight. He didn't get that belt by mistake. It wasn't a franchise belt. Didn't anybody give it to him. This kid can fight. So... I'm thinking it's going to go eight, and I'm thinking Shakur's going to stop him. But, hey, that's just my prediction. Then we have Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano on the women's side. Now, people taking Serrano for a joke because she hangs out with Jake Paul. This this woman can fight. Katie Taylor is, is, is no joke, but uh, she seems to be the favorite. But, like I said, Serrano's got that heart. She can fight. She probably can beat Jake's ass. I'm just saying, but uh, like I said, uh, Katie Taylor, you know, she's no slouch. That's the fight. Everybody wants to see her and Clarissa Shields. I don't think there's a woman boxing right now that can really mess with Shields, but uh, if there was one, it's Katie Taylor. Serrano's going to have to, uh, she's going to have to take care, take uh, Katie Taylor out to validate her spot. So, that's all I have. Uh, I was on a little vacation. I want to thank the whole DMV uh, for the birthday wishes, the hospitality, and all the good times. Uh, I want to shout out my cousin Homer Gray, who showed up and showed out as per usual. But I couldn't get him to go live. He boycotted me now, but I know he listening. I know you listening. Anyway, shout out to my brother, George, a.k.a. Killer, who had more fun than me during my birthday. Nothing like hanging out. Nothing like when your brother riding shotgun. Appreciate you. James Crowley, who came through, caught up, and, you know, nobody fucked, nobody got in a fight this time. Love you, cuz. You crazy as hell, but I love you. <laughs> Shout out to my cousin Denise Thompson, who always shows love when I come home. The barbecue was much appreciated. Uh, her son Zay, a.k.a. Wild Boy. Hey, hey, you crazy. <laughs> uh, want to shout out to my parents for just still being here. Uh, I know I'm blessed, and uh, uh Appreciate them every day. If you see my father down the store, don't buy him, don't buy him any tobacco. Anyway, uh, shout out to my cousin Stacy, a.k.a. Donnie Brasco. Thanks for the support. 
I appreciate you. Uh, shout out to my man Stalin. Hey, sorry we didn't get to talk to you more on, on live, man. But you know how it is when you when you're in it. Uh, shout out to Terrell Lee Thugger. Hey, we forever. You know that. Now, now I want to send a birthday shout out to Charles Crab Jr., who I didn't see, which is a straight violation, and he knows this. But I'm gonna wish him a happy birthday anyway. We forever. But if I ever come home again and I don't see you, we're going to have a problem. I'm going to just call a wife and just tell her to just divorce you. <laughs> Happy birthday, boy. Uh, shout out to my cousin John, a.k.a. the Don and Antoinette, who always make sure I'm, I'm straight. Uh, my man Kelly Press. Hey, man, it was, I'm going to get at you next time. Sorry about that. Also, happy belated birthday to my Aunt Dorothy, who turned 82. Love you. Many more. Uh, stand up, P-Road. For everybody I didn't get to see, next time, it's your boy OG. And as always, I'm O-U-T.